1: Welcome to the family with
0: Alex Brampernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt,
1: Andy Brant-Bernard, and Mike Bryant. we we'll got them all here, ladies and gentlemen. Israel Del Toro will join us in about five minutes. I like that name. Israel Del Toro. Uh,
0: sounds very exotic. The that Jewish Bull. Cool. I like yep. the yeah, Jewish
1: Bull. Basically what that means. Yep. That,
2: yep. Is, that would be true.
1: Mm-hmm. I like it. Yep. Although, hanging around a lot of like, like the Seagull Brothers, there's a lot of bull come out of those. <laughs> <laughs> Thank very much. Great to <laughs> be here. Bump. Great to be here, ladies and gentlemen. So what's the latest anything uh, happening in the news this morning well, that I may have missed? It was, I
2: think, over the weekend, but <sighs> oh, Trump referred to the federal prosecutor as a crackhead.
3: <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, <laughs> That's, that is on
2: brand for Trump. Crackhead. It's just getting insane
3: <laughs> with a
1: crackhead. Jeez. <laughs> and then, so you got him saying that. You got Biden saying, oh, we were out of ammo. I was yep. like, why What would you two up? What do you mean up? ammo? Mm-hmm. They're giving ammo to Ukraine. Right. But they said, because they were running out, and we're running out, too. It's like, why would you say that? We're running out of ammo. Please invade us. We have (laughs) no ammunition. Well...
2: Why Why did he call him a crackhead? Trump's tweet was that the the cocaine they found in the White House was Hunters and Joes. Oh, yeah. And that they're going to find out it's aspirin real soon by the reporters who will cover it up. Well, they have been doing some
0: interesting reporting. Mm -hmm.
2: And then he decided to uh, add that the prosecutor's a crackhead,
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is just like, wow. That's
4: that's very Trump.
2: Yep. Does
3: he
4: proof of that?
2: I I think he was just... I think he's just doing what he does. Just doing what he does, yeah. God.
4: Well, no. I mean, they did find Coke in the White House. Yeah, they, they did. did. No doubt about that. So I know, but someone was, brought Coke into the White House, which well, is like, what do
0: well, you Not the first time. If you followed the story at all, which, of course, it was popping up relentlessly. Um, first, it was in one area. Then it was in another mm-hmm. area. It was yeah. outside the White House. Yeah. Then it was where the public could get it. So it just could have been anybody. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, it was in a secure area. It's like, oh, my God. And I mean, we just don't have reporting anymore.
2: It would be a good idea. No reporting allowed. Well, they tested it, at it first because they thought it was uh, that rest or what is it, uh, ricin? the poison, ricin. Yeah, the ricin, And then yeah. they found it was cocaine. Hmm. But you yes. know, it's not the first time drugs have been in the White House. No, mostly you know? pop. Mary before, Todd right? Lincoln, I'm sure, used them. Oh God, no I'm doubt. sure all the first presidents well, were all uh, yeah, larding them all the time. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Jimmy Carter's kids were smoking with Lawton. the Almond Brothers.
1: Jimmy, you know? I, I know that uh, that. Um, Oh Jesus! Now we back to the Kennedy. John Kennedy smoked pot. Absolutely, no doubt about he it. Did. But that's the, quite a jump from pot to to cocaine. Yeah, well, Coke is, yeah, it's, yeah, that's a big leap.
2: I got to believe Billy Carter had a little toots <laughs> oh, yeah. in the White <laughs> House. Maybe Bill might have participated. Yeah. Know? So uh,
1: you know, <laughs> you'll get no argument from me on that one. <laughs> well, don't you think a lot of these people? It's like, oh my God. I I suppose, I uh, you know, when I sit and you thinking of friends I've known who were pot smokers i don't know a lot of guys who did coke well, though everybody's gonna be smoking pot in two more weeks yeah that's, this, is this whole two town is
2: gonna stink like friggin' pot all the time
1: when does it actually kick in for sale
2: uh august 1st i think is the date
1: but is it still two pounds you can, yeah, have, two you can pounds? have two pounds in your oh, house Jesus. and then you would be considered a dealer <laughs>
2: so, yeah. that's
0: a lot two pounds isn't it is a i lot. don't know maybe it isn't yeah
2: it's a lot <laughs> so
0: I don't know how many, How much can a person smoke in a week?
2: I think there's people who try it. Yeah, that's but probably. That's a lot. People, though.
0: Yeah. But per- generally, isn't the medicinal stuff not pot pot? It's usually like vaping and it's, gummies yeah. and you stuff more. don't smoke more? it. Because this, they've, they've proven that smoking it isn't good for your lungs. Yeah, not
2: And you still can't drive it in Iowa or you can end up in jail. No, you and you can't go. bring it across borders. Well, you shouldn't. And you can't have a concealer carry you with it. Well, you shouldn't no, be right,
0: able right. to drive in it with it because yeah. the no, stuff that they've got be. is so strong. But I
2: think the cops ignore it. I think they just I, yeah, don't, don't they have it. The that's do. because
0: there's no test. They don't have well, a test blood, for it. They could blood test it. Yeah, but that it, isn't that like time. a big right. thing? Yeah.
2: That's yeah. not, it's not easy to do. It's not yeah, the is a little busy right now. Well,
0: and I mean, you could still do
5: depending yeah, because, I mean, it's similar to alcohol. If you have one drink, you can drive a car.
0: If you have like a little gummy that... Didn't really do anything. You can drive a car. Yeah, it, so according it's to not, like, a lot of the comedians, comedians that came in here and told us about some of the stuff that they can
2: buy. At oh, but the no, shops. there's definitely.
5: But it, but same thing. If you drink a bottle of vodka, you shouldn't be driving a car. Well, if yeah, you but get that, extremely stoned, you shouldn't be driving a car.
2: They drive better though. They're so more. So you focused. can
3: do. <laughs> <what they're saying. laughs> yeah. So, That's so you, sorry.
5: You can do a field sobriety test and be like, this
0: person is clearly
2: under <laughs> the influence. I of thought something. there was a
0: couple more steps before you could get to a blood test.
2: You you still well, blood. Uh test now, you need a warrant to get blood from somebody, so yeah. that's the complication. Yeah. And they could test them and say that they're impaired, but they still need the proof. And and what you use on the road is just probable cause. It doesn't yeah. get you the get you the point where you can actually charge somebody. Right. Yeah. So they'd have to take blood, and then the BCA would get it back to them in six weeks. You know, yeah. and then it would all go from there. But I I am completely convinced cops just don't have noses. They well, just don't worry. About I know it. it's I... like yeah,
4: you can smell it if they've been a mile away and. Mm-hmm three weeks ago it's yep yeah whereas alcohol exactly you
0: can difficult. smell and you can do a breathalyzer depends test. you
1: can't smell vodka really no well yeah it's, it's usually lesser, it doesn't so. have much of a smell at all yeah. michael bryant brad sean bryant what's the latest
2: uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own we're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries
1: We have Our guest on the phone, magnificent ladies and gentlemen, Israel Del Toro, with us. How are you doing, sir? Good. How are you doing? Doing extremely well. I'm just. Uh, well, I tell you what. I was just reading uh, your descriptor here, um, and of course, Israel. How, how often do you appear on television? It's about a couple of couple of times an hour every day. <laughs> <laughs> Busy
6: cat. I can't control
1: that <laughs> no, no I, understand, I understand sir, but well first of all yeah
6: no, it it is weird you know when people I see you on TV and when the first time I you know heard that, I could not any I will miss myself every time on the, the little commercials. I was like, man, I haven't seen myself yet
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen you enough for both of us, Israel. I'll tell you that, which is a, it's quite an honor to have you on, sir, and I what I want to do basically is just shut up and let you tell your story because your story is amazing, thank sir. You.
6: Uh, thank
1: you, sir. No question about it. So how did it all start? How old were you when you went into the
6: service? I was 22 years old when I went in. Um, and, you know, people ask how I uh, got into it. You know, it was it from a long lineage of, of family members. I'm like, no. I was 22, I actually had a pretty good job making good money, but I felt like I wasn't living to my potential, living up to my potential. You know, I just uh, I just felt unfulfilling. And I saw a commercial. I was like, why not? Because, you know, I grew up in the generation of Rambo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who didn't want to be Rambo? Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, the long-haired, long chiseled body, you know, I don't, I obviously really don't have the long-flowing hair anymore, yeah. and... And my son likes to say I have more of a dad bod than a jiggle bod. But <laughs> hey, at that time, that's what I wanted to be. You know, and so, so you know, I, I joined, you know, first of my family to do it. Uh, and I picked a career field that was uh, very challenging, you know, a special warfare operator. And, you know, because I wanted, you know, when I was a crusty old grandpa, you know, not taking anything away from other other career fields—they're all very important. But I wanted to be that guy when my my grandkids kids ask me, "Grandpa, what you do in the military?" I want to be able to say, "I killed a lot
3: of folks <laughs> 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 Well.
2: Um, I, You know, thank, thank you for your service. I mean, it's incredible. Um, what uh, The idea of having a 100% disability rating, I, I have a lot of clients that have dis- different ratings, but holy cow, That I mean, are there that many people? I know you're the only one who's re-enlisted with 100% disability, which is amazing, but are there that many people with 100% disability ratings?
6: Uh, well, there's, there's, there's different kinds out there. But like a total, which I am total, one hundred percent disabled. Uh, meaning, you know, I, I I really can't find a job out there like anybody else that has like a a regular disability where it's total. By uh, you got you know this hurt, this hurts, this hard, this equals one hundred percent. But it's not a total. Uh, so no, there's not many of us out there, and very few that actually want to continue to serve.
1: Wow, that's amazing. It's quite the story. I want to read one paragraph, and then I want to shut up, Israel, because this story is going to be amazing to me. (laughs) Because, as I said, I've seen you on TV so many times. Uh, On December 4th, 2005, United States Air Force Sergeant, uh, oh, pardon me, SM Sergeant, big shot, (laughs) Israel Del Toro Jr.'s Humvee hit an uh, IED. The blast left him uh, with severe burns on more than 80% of his body. He lost all of his fingers on his left hand, had the fingers on his right hand amputated at his knuckles. Uh, what a story this is. That's, that's all I want to read because I want to hear the rest from you. You were how old at that time, sir?
6: At uh, that time, I had... I think I had just turned 30. Yeah, I just
1: turned 30. Wow. So so you're driving down the road and all... I, what, I mean, obviously... I would think the next thing that you experienced was waking up after this happened.
6: No, I was conscious the entire time. So when really? I really, when I was on the, yeah. So when I was on the mission with the scout team, we're coming, you know, coming back to pick up the other half, and that's when the, you know, the blast occurred, and and I, you know, I get out of the truck. Obviously, you know, when I got out, I was on fire from head to toe. And, and I trying to turn around to the river, the creek that we had just crossed to extinguish the flames, but they overtook me and I collapsed I and I'm laying there. This is it. And in my head, I think, and I broke, I'm going to break my promise to my family that I'm always going to come back.
3: Mm.
6: I'm breaking my promise to my boy that I wouldn't let him grow up as as like I did because I lost my dad when I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. But most importantly, I'm going to break my promise to my dad that I. That promise I made to him so many years ago on the last day uh, when before he passed, that I always take care of my family. Hmm. And you know I'm thinking that laying there and well this is it for me. And one of my teammates helps me out and we jumped in the creek. But you know, when I we jumped into series the flames, you know, it was a planned ambush. These guys hit me and then I attacked the guys that we we're gonna go get and now they're needing help. Well yes, you know, I'm Air Force, they're army but when we're downrange, we're all brothers. We all have each other's back. It doesn't matter if we're Marines, Navy, Air Force. And I had to honor my dad's promise, you know, because that promise evolved from, yes, originally my mom and my brother and sisters, but now my teammates, they're my family. I got to take care of them. So I had to figure out what to do because I'm the guy that causes the air airstrikes. Uh, luckily, one of the other guys had a, a radio and I told him, Re- repeat everything I say so we can get some help here. And I'm never going to be the type of guy to say, like, oh, my God, I-, I wasn't scared. I had nerves of steel. I was like, oh, yeah, I've <laughs> just gone home. Right. But when the adrenaline went down, uh, I started having a hard time breathing. I started getting get sleepy. I was starting to get tired. I was like, where's this medevac at? You know, fear started creeping in. And I remember telling him when I came in, I just want to lay down. Uh, I just want to close my eyes for a second. Just let me close wow. my eyes for a second. But he knew if he let me fall asleep, I'm not going to wake up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he tried and he used my son to have, get my spark going. Mm-hmm. I like to say we all have a spark, something that drives us, which is kind of funny and ironic. Here's a burn guy talking about we have a spark within us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, but, yes. But, you know, we do. We have a spark that drives us, that motivates us, that keeps us going. And he knew my son was mine, and he used that to keep me up until the battle back came. And I remember they wanted to carry me to the helicopter. I was like, oh, hell no. I walked into this fight. I'm going to walk out. <laughs> oh, that's and, amazing. And I get out of the helicopter, thinking to myself, oh, my God, I can finally rest. <laughs> uh, and I remember landing on a Ford operating base. Uh, going to the little field hospital, seeing the doctor cut off my watch and saying, hey, you're going to be okay. And that was December 4th, 05. I wake up
2: March of 06. March of 06? Really? Nice. Wow.
6: Ballers? They keep you
4: out for a long time when you have some well, yeah, burns like that. Yeah, just for the pain. Yeah. Did you
2: fly the helicopter, too? <laughs> 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 no, I never thought
6: <laughs> No, but it is. It's crazy. You know, being in the cold for four months and... And it doesn't really hit you until when you wake up. It's like a year later, and something happens. Like I'm big. I'm a big baseball guy, huh. and I remember it was uh, January around January time frame, or maybe even early February of 2007. And I'm watching ESPN, and all of a sudden I hear, "Today is the one-year
2: anniversary of Kirby Puckett." I'm like, "When did Kirby Puckett die?" Oh, that's yeah. right. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's right.
6: That's when it hits you. I was like, holy crap, four months of my life are completely
2: gone. Wow. Yeah. So what team are you a fan of?
6: Well, I'm from Chicago, so I'm the White Sox.
2: You're White Sox. You're on that side.
3: Okay. <laughs>
6: yeah. Nothing oh, me. Are, you, are you a Cubs fan? Are you a Cubs no, fan I'm or a or Red Sox like... fan. I'm the Red right Sox know. fan.
1: Oh, God, here
6: we go. Hey,
1: I'm stuck with your Minnesota twins. By the way, is there anything you could, maybe Israel, you want to give the twins a call and say, maybe next uh, series you should be out hit uh, almost six to one. Mm-hmm.
6: God, they had a horrible weekend.
1: Oh,
3: well. Hey,
6: I'm, I, I'm, I am a fan. Look, I'm not a big sightseer guy, but if I'm somewhere where there's a ball game, mm-hmm. man, I'll go see it. Yep. I, I just, I just enjoy it. Yeah.
1: Now, Israel, when you're walking down the street with your family, you must be recognized wherever you go now because you're on TV several times a day, right?
6: Uh, well, it, it, just, it doesn't, it's not as bad. I think because a lot of you know, my neighbors in the area, like in the gym, people know me. It's usually once in a while, you know, you get someone new in town or has never seen me in town before. And they're like, oh, my God. I was like, can I say hi to you? I'm like, yeah. I was like, because I, like, I never wanted to be... That guy, because, you know, we've all had, you know, people we looked up to and we admire, you know, it could be a sports uh, player or, or, or a movie star or someone you see and speak. And then you meet th- that person and they're just a disappointment. Yeah. And that happened That happened to me once. Someone I I admire so much, a ball, a ball player, and he just ended up being just crappy.
3: Mm-hmm. And I was
6: like, I'm never going to be that guy. I was like, I want when someone wants to come say hi to me, Come say hi to me. You That's want to take normal. a picture? Come take a
3: picture
6: with me. Yeah, you know, just if I'm in the middle of a workout and like lifting 200 pounds, probably not the right time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not.
2: What hospital were you in?
6: So I ended up going to Brooke Army Medical Center there in San Antonio, uh, where the burn to one of the uh, best burn centers in okay. the nation is, which is crazy. It's like, why are all these burn centers? In the hottest places on earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. a very good point, actually. Yeah. 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 Why, why, why can't it be in a nice, tempered area, nice beaches? You know, now it's, in, it's in Phoenix, Texas. I mean, they're all it's like it's so hot there.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No question about. It. Now, I got to mention this: Israel. It's probably, a, not probably. It is a very tough situation. Uh, when Israel was 12 years old, his father died of a heart attack. When he was 14, his mother was killed by a drunk driver. Um, you made it through all that, Israel. Do you think making it through the loss of your father and your mother brought you to a point where you could get through anything, and maybe that's the reason you're still with us?
6: You know, I, uh, for a long time, uh, you know, I thought I was just cursed, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Anytime, I had a, anytime I had a high... I get knocked right back down. And I'm like, why is this happening to me? Why? You know, I just, it just kept happening. And, and like I said, I don't know, maybe the big man upstairs had a plan for me and getting me prepared for it that, that my biggest challenge was going to be December of 05 and help me get through it, you know, because I, I did. And it did. It, take, it took me a while to kind of realize that. Uh, even after my injury, I'm like, why is this happening to me again, you know, uh, not until I started seeing how, you know, that promise that I made to my dad, you know, kind of got me refocused. Like, I got it. I'm here to help these, these like, the wounded guys that were in the hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, I was wounded, but I was still an NCO in the, in the Air Force. And the job of a leader is to take care of their teammates. And made things better for them, even though you may never see any of the benefits. And, and that's what I try, and that's what I began to do. I became an advocate for them. And then, you know, I started, you know, when people ask me, can we go speak? I'm like, man, I don't got a story. Oh, and, and when I was like, uh, dude, it's like, you should be dead right now.
3: Well,
6: yeah. You, know, you said that you may never walk again and you'll be on the rest of your life. Two months after you wake up from your four months coma, you left that hospital. I'm walking in the bed, and being like, know that's not a story. You know, I don't know what it is. So, you know, I started, I started seeing the effects that I had uh, when I speak. And it's still, sometimes, you know, I still don't see myself in that light where people see me in as inspiring and on all this. And until I I, I get a, you know, sometimes a a direct message on a social media, one of my social media uh, platforms, and, and it's someone telling me that. And I was at the point of giving up and maybe my life, hmm. and I hadn't. I saw no hope, and I heard how you, what you went through, and how you never gave up, how you kept pushing through, and it gave, it helped me find my spark. Because that's really the whole goal of this of my book. Because yes, I can do public speaking, but I can't be everywhere. But a book can go out there, and reach people. Because we all have that spark. Sometimes we can find on our own. But sometimes you need help finding it because, again, I'm a person that'll say I never, that I did this on my own. Um, You'll never hear me say, I never did it on my own. I had help. I had family. I had friends there for me to help me get through the times when I was going down the rabbit hole and I felt like I saw no light. And so I see it as really this book, The Opportunity, I can reach more people out there because, again, I'm a realist. I'm not going to reach everyone. I'm not going to touch everyone. But those one or two that really need to hear it here, and, and they see that light, they see that spark again and that joy, then all that pain and all that suffering I went through and all those obstacles is worth it. And like as you, like we said in the beginning, you know, there's maybe a plan for me to put me through what I went through so I can be here now to be able to do what I, I do now.
1: Wow. You know, Israel, uh, just talking to you, uh, it gets me thinking about something that annoys the hell out of me, and uh, that we hear a lot of people now say, uh, oh, you know what, that guy, uh, That my name is Bill, and he called me Bob. I'm a victim. Why does everybody want to be a victim now? I mean, you're the last person on earth that would ever <laughs> call yourself a victim. You know, I,
6: I think people are just, they've gotten to, to a point where, they, you know, it's like, like I guess another, right, my dad told me, like, you, you know, you don't, if you don't succeed, it's your fault. It's no one else's fault. It's not where you came from. It's not for who you are. If you're not not you know because you're Hispanic. You know if you did not succeed. It's your own damn fault. And you know I think a lot of these people probably didn't have those those dads or moms. You know, like for me, it was my dad who gave me a lot of good advice that helped mm-hmm. them. To you know, it's like, hey man, it's like don't be. Don't be always be a victim. Don't be like, oh my God, everyone's against me. He's like, no. Right. No, not right. everyone's against you. I was like, you're just making everyone against you because how you act. Yeah.
1: You know? uh, I should mention something that you haven't brought up yet, which I just ran across, uh, which is unbelievable. Um there's so many unbelievable things in your descriptor that was sent over to me as it's real. It's, it's amazing to me. Uh the fact that uh, you were the first—you became the first 100% disabled veteran to
2: re-enlist. Yeah, reenlist. <laughs> what? Love that.
6: I just love that. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, people asked me when I was going through my recovery, because one of the other things they told me once I woke up I was like, "Hey, your military career's been over." And you know, I, everyone kept asking me, "What do you want to do?" You know, it's like, "I want to stay in." I was like, why, DT? It's like you retire, you'll get your retirement, you get your disability, and getting pretty good at the public speaking, and, and they make good money. And that's true. But some very good public speakers can make up to almost six figures for doing an hour speech. You know, I'm not there, you know, but. You would be. I used to tell them, like, oh, hi, thank you. But I used to tell them, there are so many people out there that have jobs and make amazing money and hate their job. Yeah. So why am I going to give up a job that I enjoy? I love serving. I love being in the Air Force. I love being an operator. So why am I going to give that up for a couple bucks? And yes, I knew I couldn't be downrange as an operator. Even though if they say, hey, DT, you go down, you know, downrange be with your teammates, I'll, I'll jump in the opportunity it's like, hell yeah.
3: So, <laughs> right. But I
6: know I know I couldn't unless we become like Star Wars and I get a cool Luke Skywalker hand <laughs> and I use a Jedi mind trick on everybody. But we're, we're not there. But I knew I could teach. Hmm. I can get the other uh, future operators ready uh, for for the mission and and luckily I was able to have enough support and show that you know my mind was still there. You know some of my friends and my and my wife probably would disagree, but you know, but. Well, February of 2010. That's when oh. you know I became the first one hundred percent to say whatever
2: to realist in the yeah. Air Force. He's also really humble because the other thing he's got going on is the Patriots Promise, which right. is a book that his just book. came out. Yeah. Yep. So how's the, how's the new book doing?
6: You know, it's it, it's crazy seeing like friends posting it or sending me messages that, you know, h- how they feel. And I remember before the book yet, people <laughs> asked me how it feel. I was like, honestly. It's more of a pain in the butt right now. (laughs) And my one friend, friend, she was like, DT, think of it like, you know, like me. When I was pregnant, oh, it sucked, it hurt. But once I saw that baby, it was amazing. And I was like, Brandy, I get the analogy. I get it. I truly do. But I'm not going to be going around telling people, oh, yeah, my book is like having a baby. Not only are my friends going to bust my chops. But well, my female friends are going to kill me. He's like, are you really comparing your book <laughs> to birthing be, a baby? And I was like, I get the analogy, but I'll just tell a funny story. about <laughs> You know, but yeah, but it, it, it's, been, it's been cool, you know. Again, it still hasn't really hit me, maybe because I haven't gone to a bookstore to see, you know, it there physically. Uh, but I remember, you know, on 4th of July, when the book was released, everyone was asking, how are you celebrating? How are you celebrating? And I mean, was my phone's was just blowing up. And I was like, you know what? Let me make a quick video. Hmm. I was like, all right, everyone keeps asking me what I'm doing. First, to celebrate the release, I'm on my tractor, cutting, on my ranch, cutting the pasture. Hmm. That's how I'm celebrating. Not and peace, enjoying life, man. And that's, you know, that's how, what I, I try and do. Did,
2: did you ever think about that you'd someday be writing a book when you were growing up?
6: Not at all, man. It's, it's uh, you know, a kid growing up, you know, from the South suburb, you know, on the bad side of town in Chicago, doesn't think that he's gonna be the person that I am now, you know, mm. even when I started speaking around 2009, when people really were asking me, you need to write a book, you need to write a book. And I'm like, and I'm, for me, I was like, dude, I have so many adventures left. And, and for me, I always thought only old people wrote books. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying that I'm old now, but, you know, but I just, I was like, dude, I I have so many adventures. And then I was last I was was like, brothers, I don't don't even like to read, and you want me to write
1: a book? That's kind of tough to do. There's no question about that. Do you think, looking back, I want to get back to the family part of this, because I think that's a huge thing in your life, You losing your father at 12, losing your mother at 14. Obviously, those 12 and 14 years that you were around with first uh, losing your father, then losing your mother. They must have done a hell of a job raising you, Israel. Look, there's going to be some adversity in your life, and you're going to have to face it head on. Did you sit down and talk to your parents about that before all these things went on?
6: No, you know, I I never did. You know, obviously your dad gives you, you know, those little advices, you know. Yeah. You know, you've got to, you know, protect your family and all that. And, you know, it's just luckily, you know, I don't know if he just knew that, you know, I don't know if my dad knew that when he gave me those last words of, you know, promise to take care of your brother and sister and your family, Right. he knew that he was going to pass the next day, but that promise Mm. really set my path to to become the person I am now, you know, I always rely on it, and I tell people, honestly, yes, the book is to help people, to inspire, but it's really you know, a 12-year-old kid just trying to make his dad proud of him, and hopefully I am.
1: And you you keep that in your head that you're still, in that part of your brain, you're still 12 years old,
6: I bet. I am. um, I always, I was like, okay, am I making my dad proud, am I still honoring him with that promise? Am I keeping my promise to my dad? And that's all I try and do, and, you know, the book, yes, it has some tough parts in it, and it, it has some you know, some joyful things, but I also, obviously, you can tell, you know, I like humor, and it has a lot of humor in it, because for me, I think laughter is such a healing point, you know, yes, it sucked what happened to me, but at some point, you gotta laugh and and joke and, and of course, yeah, sometimes some people are hesitant to laugh when I make fun of myself, but then they realize, like, oh, it's cool. He makes fun of himself, you know, even though what happened to him, and and they feel some more relaxed, and that's that's and that's and a great thing, you know, that, that release of, of joy when you're laughing.
1: Well, Israel, you and I have never met uh, face-to-face, but you've already taught me some things and inspired me. I, I do have a tough time when I, I see people who have everything compl- nonstop complaining about everything. They've got everything right there, but all they do is complain. And that part is a lot tougher on me than, and than talking to any, anybody else. It's like, you have everything, and you're still not happy. That's inside your head, and you got to work that out. Whereas a guy like you, who's been through a hell of a lot, losing both your parents by the time you're 14, going through what you went through, and you're funny. By the way, if you ever come to town, you got to come in the studio and do the show with us. That's yeah, all there is to it.
6: <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, you know, I, 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 don't get me wrong, I love my wife. But
2: sometimes like I mean I gotta go on the road for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. We can give you some place. Oh. We can give you someplace cold if you want to come up. yeah, there you
6: go so.
1: <laughs> by the way, Israel, I don't know if you heard my wife there say, yeah, I understand what you're saying, Israel.
6: Yeah, great, thanks. Just... Well, you know I act, I act like I'm the one that says I gotta go, but it really hurts like. Don't you got to go somewhere? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, so the same.
2: Can't you find a hobby? She's like packing your bag. <laughs> <laughs> I know we got,
1: only got a few minutes left with you, Israel, but I, I, the message that you delivered to everybody, like I said, you can sit around and piss and moan, and you can whine, and you can go, oh, poor me, and blah, blah, blah. And we all go through that, I'm sure. But you stood up uh, like the man your mother and father raised, and you, you, you took it head on. Have you always been that kind of guy you, you take your problems head on?
6: Um, since, since that promise, I think I, I have kind of been, you know, but, but I also say I, I never, I didn't do it. I did it all on my own. I'll never be that guy. I've, right. I had help. I had friends there for me. I had family there for me because don't get me wrong. I'm lucky. I am very lucky. I also blame that, you know, I also add a lot of luck to it because, you know, I saw it, my wife saw it. A lot of guys, their families weren't there for me, for them, and left. mm and oh. and so so I, I'm lucky that I had my family and my friends there by my side when I was sometimes spiraling down the the rabbit hole and feeling sorry for myself. I had them to bring me back and help me find that spark again. Uh, so, you know, I just I just think I've, I've just been a lucky guy, really, uh, to have such great support.
1: I, I hope everybody hears that message from you, that you're a lucky man after all the stuff you've been through with family and yourself and all the rest of it, uh, saying, I'm a very lucky man. A lot of people out there, they're just not going to believe it is real because I hope they find you know, that, that maybe inside themselves a modicum of the strength that you have, mm-hmm. you
6: know? Well, that's what I, I hope that also, you know, this book does, you know, because sometimes, you know, you can find that spark and that motivation on your own to help you overcome that adversity, adversity. but sometimes you need help to find it. And if if my book can do that, you know, help someone when they're feeling like they can't, oh my God, what's happening to me? And they see what I went through and how, you know, I had help and how I got over it and overcame it, you know, then all that pain, all that suffering I went through is worth it because I helped someone and I'm honoring that, that promise to my dad. Wow. So that, Yes, that promise first started with, with my brothers, but it evolved to now anyone that really needs help to help them find that light in life
1: again. Yeah, it makes total sense. You know one thing I really, really enjoy, and I know we only got you for about one more minute, but I love to see the last paragraph in your descriptor that says Tunnel to Towers built a, a, a smart home in uh, Colorado, Peyton, Colorado, for uh, DT. I'm going to just call you DT from yeah. now on. That'll be good. Uh, Tunnel of to Towers. A lot of people, when you see things like that on television, you go, "Yeah, I wonder how much of that money actually goes to the people." I understand the T to T. The all the money goes to the people. Is that not
6: correct? Yeah. Well, they, I think it's like ninety-seven yeah. percent of yeah. every, you know, the dollar. Ninety-seven percent of it goes to the to helping the guys, and and that's amazing. You know, people always ask, "Hey, how, who do you support?" Like honestly, you got to do research. You know, you really do look at that. How much that money goes to back to whatever cause they're supporting. Uh, I always like telling people, like, look, look at your local charity areas because a lot of that money does go back. Yes, the bigger ones have good ratings and do a lot of work, but sometimes a lot of that money doesn't go back. And right. The Tunnel is one of them, and and other organizations out there. So you know, people just got to do their their due diligence on on what. And the organization they want to support.
1: Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, T T, the guy who runs it, uh, he lost his brother on nine eleven who uh didn't run away from the trouble, he ran into the trouble and lost his life. Oh a magnificent story actually.
6: Yeah, you know, there's there's heroes everywhere and and seeing like Lenton Steven doing that or even like Pat Tillman, yeah. you know, giving up a million dollars yeah. to go serve his country after nine yeah. eleven. Those are people I aspire to be like, and to be honored. You know, to even sometimes be mentioned next to. Uh, you know, I, I live up to that, and I, and and like my dad. You know, my my original hero, my dad.
1: It is a wonderful Israel. Uh, for the next seventy-two hours, at least, I'm going to avoid walking around going, "Oh my God, I got so many problems in life. My <laughs> life sucks." <laughs> it's going to be hard to do, Israel. There's no doubt about it.
6: You got, well, 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 you obviously said you said you have a wife. I think she'll kind of knock you back if you're walking around acting like that. So <laughs> I told <know> my wife
1: does. <laughs> She's staring at me right now, Israel. She's staring at me right now. <laughs> That's all i got to say. Calm down. Israel, please come back more off. I'd love to talk to you. you. You're a great guest. And the book is available everywhere, correct? It,
6: it is. It's available at every bookstore. You can get it online like on Amazon and any other online service. So. Yeah, you know, enjoy it. I hope everyone really does enjoy it, and, and not, you know, not just cries, and, but also laughs
1: a lot in it. Uh, Patriots promise Israel Del Toro. We just know him as D.T. And I cannot wait. Uh, I cannot wait to meet you in person someday, Israel. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, th- thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Have a good day. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser.
5: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner. L.L.C. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
4: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
1: See, that's
2: amazing. See? See? <laughs> yeah. That's all I got to say to anybody is see? I mean, he definitely could feel unlucky. You know, to say, yeah. that at some point, I felt I was unlucky. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Holy <laughs> moly. I'd say
4: unlucky is uh, yeah. putting it very lightly.
0: You know, some people just are amazing in their recovery. It is Really true. bad stuff. Yep. I mean, well,
4: studies have shown that some people are just baseline happier, no matter what happens. That's yeah, true. I suppose. Yep. Like, your, your happiness baseline is pretty much set <clears throat> at any given time. Really? Yeah. So yeah. It's that's like not surprising. Some, yeah. Because mm. there are plenty absolutely. of people that it's
5: like, I was just talking to a friend about this last night. <clears throat> it was like, there's so many people that could wake up and stub their toe and then be like, this day sucks. Right. Yeah. You know. And then there are people that wake up and stub their toe and it's a blip on the radar. Yep. You know, it's just, yeah. and there's everything in between.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this guy challenged Saul, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You I mean, know. Most
4: people would have given up. Holy well cow, before they even hit adulthood. Well, he with probably that kind of <laughs> wouldn't have lived.
2: I mean, yeah. You know. Reminds
0: me of, uh, Conversation I had with Fawn last night. She said, "Nana, you know that coffee table that the um, the dollhouse is on in
4: on the basement in the
0: basement." I said, "Yeah." She says, "You need to get rid of it." I said, "Why is that?" She said, "Because I whacked my chin on it really hard."
1: Oh, mm-hmm. get rid of the table. <laughs> get rid of the, the table. I said, fault. "Well,
0: I don't think I'm going to get rid of it because you whacked your chin on it." She said, "But it really hurt." And I said, oh, "I understand that. Um, I'm sorry that you whacked your chin." but I, can't, I don't want to get rid of the coffee table. She said, but can you at least move it? Yeah. <laughs> and I said, well, mm-hmm. you know, I've stubbed my toe on my bed about 100 times, and I don't throw the bed away. I just mm-hmm. try to be more careful. I hit my shin on my bed all the time. Exactly. Ow! And she mm-hmm. was just like, she was like, "Why wouldn't you just get rid of stuff then?" Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah which that's weird you know, because she never
5: she never asks me to just get rid <laughs> of furniture.
1: Or I don't know. That's get rid just of her just had
5: like a she just thought. A, well, oh, she definitely says get
1: rid of her brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that that's good. for sure. Got their little them. battles. There's, <laughs> there's no doubt about that. Yeah,
0: it was. Uh, it was like, oh, that's the way of thinking of things. Just get <laughs> rid of it.
1: It is true. Okay, I think all five people in the studio grew up Catholic, correct? Uh, yeah. No, not me. What?
0: No, we didn't really I mean, raise them didn't. as Catholic. <laughs> no, I mean we, we went to Catholic did, school. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: sort of. You were baptized.
0: No, I know, Catholic. but we did. We baptized, we were confirmed, but we, we didn't, didn't go to church religiously. Well, no, but they grew up I Catholic, yeah. right? Yeah. Culturally,
4: yeah. yes, so
1: I would what say what I mean. yeah. very much so. Mm-hmm. Very much Catholic. Like, there's
4: a lot of things I didn't even know non-Catholics didn't do, like Mass and the Rosary. I thought everyone did those. yeah. I still do. Yeah, the I was rosary. like, Can you
5: still do the rosary? No,
4: I still oh. think everybody should though. Yeah, <laughs> no.
5: I was like, you don't do mass or the rosary. I don't.
4: Think I think actually, I learned that when I met Melissa. Hmm. Yeah, I was talking about the rosary, and she was like, I don't know how to do the yeah, rosary. That's I'm like, yeah, that's just a Catholic thing. But everyone does the rosary. Thing. Nope, just it. I thought so nope. too. To My to dad
0: listened to the rosary on. Yep. What was that station that we had automatically turn on oh, for yeah. him?
4: Was it EWTN? I think. Uh, the well, Catholic think, Channel. Yeah, I got this nun doing the rosary. And they have a different, a new broadcast every day when they could just repeat it every day because it's the same thing that's every right. single time. Mm-mm. And
0: then it's what's it called when they do the rosary over and over and over again?
4: Oh, there's a word for it. Like all day it. long. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. I, yeah. I used to know Some that Some Latin through. word, yeah. I'm sure. I want sure. to say
0: telenova, but that's not,
1: not it. Not. Yeah, telenovela. <laughs> no, that's what it is. <laughs> it's definitely not Telemundo, it. maybe. <laughs> Telemundo, exactly. The reason I asked you, because uh, I, I thought we are all five, uh, were baptized Catholic and all the rest of it, the headline, and I don't know if you guys have seen the story, because I have not. I haven't even opened it yet. Archbishop takes issue with keyword in our father prayer. No. This is a Catholic archbishop. No. I, well, wait.
4: I thought it was an Anglican archbishop. Yeah, I don't Bishop. think it's a Catholic. Oh, well, it says archbishop. Oh, you
1: don't oh, you, think it's you,
2: Anglican? I think it's Anglican. They archbishops, too, there. And yep. anyone, no oh, one would be surprised. At you, right? So, what yep. word is he? What words he got a problem with?
1: Uh it says the Archbishop takes issue with key word in "Our Father" prayer. Stephen, the God word for... is "father."
2: Oh, father. Yep. Mm. Oh, he
1: doesn't like the word "father." Yep. Oh, Our father. Patriarchal. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Oh, for
4: Christ well, it's the <laughs> Anglican oh, Church. No one God. should be surprised by this. Yeah, yeah. Well. they're pretty. I don't know. But it's the. I don't know the right it's word. It's the
2: father. It's like saying I'm bothered by Virgin Mary being a mother. I know that's exactly. the thing. You know, it's like. That's a like a jaw, you know. It's not the same. As, just, this yeah. is just
1: ass kissing. Is yeah. that what this is?
2: Uh, it's they, but they also like headlines. Yeah, that is yeah, very they true. They well, like headlines.
1: So, uh,
4: oh, Officer Dave says Novena. 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 That's why you Novena. wanted to Have you
2: have you covered the fake uh, some potentially fake Supreme Court case? No. Oh, okay. So the, the, <coughs> I want to hear about it this. it an AI
0: thing? The, the no, shadow no, no, Supreme no. Court.
2: The, the 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 decision by the United States Supreme Court concerning uh, whether that company would do a website for the for the gay man that was okay. They haven't heard of that. Yeah. They they, um, they now believe that that was a total fake case created by the somebody in Colorado.
1: What? Why would this, they do that?
2: Uh, it's, that's the question. And well, it'll so be wait, interest, did the
4: Supreme Court rule or the not? The United
2: States Supreme Court ruled on it.
4: Oh, well, if they did. If they, they ruled did. on it, then it doesn't really technically matter, does it? Well,
2: yeah. If it's a fake case, then it was moot to begin with, <coughs> and their ruling doesn't exist.
4: Huh. So and what was and the they argument? don't even have
2: rules for it. some someplace, someplace this case was created. Apparently, the guy who asked for the website was married at the time and didn't ask for a website and said he didn't know anything about it. Okay. Hmm. And this is a weird know, this understand. is a weird deal. Yeah, um, there's a story in um where did I see the story in uh, but yeah, they're, they're trying to figure out what to do with a case that may be fake, that got to you all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. How did it then? I, that's the question. And a couple people are going to get disbarred when this thing's over I, I because, bet you're right. yeah. because of their actions. And we'll see. We'll see how deep it goes. Um, what's weird about it is you t- it takes five of the judges to vote on something. So. So it'll be interesting to see who voted for it, why they voted for it, all those different parts.
1: And what had happened now? What, what was the case all it based was,
2: on? It was supposedly that this that this gay couple wanted a, a website put together and that the person who did it refused to do the, do the website. That's the basis for the case. And how
1: do you sue them for that? Is that...
2: It was discrimination. Discrimination. It's, it's discrimination. But somehow, that's the, the technical part of how it came out of Colorado, because how did it get there without a party that was, that right. was aggrieved? Right, And so, yeah, this is going to be interesting to see how this one unrolls. See,
1: I, I still, to me, it sounds ridiculous because I've been called every name in the book, but I don't give a rat's ass what your orientation is, oh, yeah. what your that's skin color it. is, all that. Why are people so hung up on that?
2: Well, you know. The food thing, though, I understand. If somebody tells me they don't want to make food <laughs> oh, for me, I God, need yeah. You know, I don't care. That is an honor to be told. I <laughs> yeah. don't want to feed you. Well, okay, that's cool. Yeah, it's <laughs> better than yeah. poisoning me. Yeah, so I know. Well, that's true.
1: Yeah. That's a good point. No question about it. Yeah, I just, uh, all these opinions about this word and that word and this thing. That, well, It's just, not really about opinions
4: or anything like that. It's about not being forced to <laughs> do labor for someone,
2: basically. Yeah. Well, but I, what, what was always weird about the case is you'd think that that y- you would think that that there's a lot of web designers, you know, why would you want someone to do I that? Wouldn't. That's always
4: what I wonder when I when cases like this pop up. It's like, oh, yeah, we went to this guy who obviously hates us and he said he hates us. It's like, well, yeah, what do you expect? Isn't that like just I mean, they'll get a payout no not if the supreme court ruling stays yeah the supreme
2: court ruling was that that you're allowed to do that freedom of expression i think yeah you can make that or choice religion or whatever it is but if it's if it's a if the decision i'm going to I'll pull up what the decision's name is but um the uh uh, th- but if there's no case to begin with, then that ruling's going to go away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Plus, we're going to f- find out why that case made it was fake. Because this is crazy that it would get that far without an underlying case. Well, you'd case. have to
0: have two sides involved you'd in think. it, though. Right? You yeah. Yeah. can't just make up a plaintiff. Yeah, it's making up a plaintiff. It's 303
2: Creative versus Elmis E L E N I S. Yeah and uh and
1: presley Thank uh, you very much, very and
2: cool. uh, it's crazy and how few cases they take and that they would take one that that it just there's so many things that are weird about this yeah that it'll be interesting to see where it came from and why oh, if
0: you'll ever get the real story and today, well, I,
2: I, I, I like I said, I think that there's going to be some people disbarred because oh, they clearly—that's really hard to do, isn't it? Well, yeah, it depends which state they're, they're, you oh, do it in, but okay. some states it's easier than others. But but I mean, bringing a fake case and getting it that far—why would anybody even want
1: to do that?
2: Well, uh, there's some arguments Conspiracy that it, it that it makes a statement for people that believe against gays. It, it it's what? You know, yeah, by there's a lot that's come out of that for, for that. It's an easier case. The website case was easier case than the cake case, you know, because <laughs> the cake case had the f- complications of food where a website, you know, and it allowed people to discriminate that mm-hmm. couldn't. Now yeah. the affirmative action decision, eh, that may not, may, may take, make it all moot because now in colleges they're going after people that are second generation kids, or donors kids. Right. Saying that you can't discriminate for them either because really? the Supreme Court said you can't.
0: Yeah, legacy kids. Legacy yeah, you got kids. a little bit of a discount at Saint Kate's, Alex, because mm-hmm. I went there. Huh. Wasn't yep. it wasn't much, but you did get a tiny little yep. itty bitty discount. Yep.
1: Well, that's not a bad thing.
0: Well, I guess it is because other kids that mm-hmm. are going in don't get the well, $700 yeah, credit
4: true. on their $700. <laughs> $700 off of $40,000. It wasn't a lot.
0: It wasn't a lot. Yeah, it's going to make a big so difference. So, is this good news or bad news? Disgraced sports Dr. Larry Nassar, you know oh, the one God. that was Oh, yeah. 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 oh sorry, is he dead?
2: Yeah, I thought he was I thought well, was somebody killed, it, it killed just, him.
0: He was stabbed multiple times oh, in prison. I don't oh know if he's God. dead. Oh my God! I know he was stabbed. Yeah, he could have died. I thought I
4: saw tweets saying he was this dead. Was, no, it this says is says he was a stable condition. Oh, okay.
0: So is this good news or bad?
3: Do we? Do we? Are we sad or are we not nice.
2: sad? <laughs> are you answering as a lawyer or as a person? I don't like people going and creating mm-hmm. their own justice, but you know, I I like Sleepers. Right. Sleepers was a great movie. Vigilante. You know, you know, you saw I sleepers. I don't think I saw, I saw, sleepers. I saw yeah. sleepers. Sleepers, where those kids that got got abused in the in the um, uh, children's home, two of them went and killed the guard that abused them. No.
0: See, I kind of yeah. like vigilante it's justice. A, <laughs> it's a, I like that. I'm not about because about the, if the government's not going to take care of people, maybe somebody else needs to. So I'm sorry.
2: The main part of the movie is about the trial. Where, where it's basically an inside game where the prosecutor is one of the kids got abused so uh-huh. he's, he's basically fixing it so that they get off oh. and De Niro uses the baseball tickets to get them off no I don't think I ever yeah. saw this it. it's a great movie Sleepers Sleepers Indeed. I mean if you like kids getting abused in school well, yeah I not like that, that part, it's a great movie yeah you know
0: but when you can watch the, watch them get it it's yeah. pretty
2: good thing yeah Kevin Bacon's the scummy he's guard. so good he's really good what was that so one good.
0: about the subway guy there was a subway movie Bernard
2: about... gets Bernard yeah the Vigilante
0: yeah, but wasn't there a movie wasn't there a movie there was a about documentary it? I thought was... there was like a movie movie oh. well, there was yeah. no
1: there was yeah okay.
3: Netflix was had that about thing it.
2: about the media uh, that uh, it was one of they, there were different stories, and one was his story and how what got created there and what probably really happened oh. and that was really that was a great um, Lammers was pushing it. it was something called like the news documentary or something right yeah.
1: oh. one of my favorites of that that whole era. You remember Ronnie Getz, my friend Ronnie Getz, yes, right? Yes, I do. Athlete over at the University of Minnesota. He and I were going to play in a golf tournament together down in Orlando years ago. This is many, many years ago. And so I called the travel agent, and they made—they were travel agents back then. And they made the reservation for us at the hotel. And we walked in and asked for our room and all the rest of it. And the guy behind the counter goes, oh, my God, thank God. I said, what? He goes, well, we saw the reservation and we were really afraid. And I said, Of what? He goes, Your reservations was named under Bernard Goetz.
3: <laughs> oh, jeez.
1: That's not good. It's like, No, no, we are not Bernard Goetz.
2: <laughs> guy, what did he do on it? He was on a subway or something. Yeah, he was on the subway. Yeah, he was attacked by like a group. Oh, and, yeah, he's the guy yeah. who
1: killed someone on the subway. Mm-hmm. He did, yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he's a kid. They, they make the room out to Bernard Goetz. Gee, thanks a lot for that.
2: Uh, it made me think of Nobody, which made me think of um, uh, the, the actor That's in Nobody. A, oh yeah, um,
1: um, Odenkirk. Odenkirk, yeah, Bob Odenkirk. Odenkirk. He was
2: phenomenal. in the first season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. He was, yeah. He's a former
1: porn star. He's, he's phenomenal. And, and I'd, I'd
2: forgotten all about that. Yeah, he's terrific, I think. Mm-hmm. I, I really like him a lot. How long did that show run? Uh, I think it had either five or seven seasons. And, and theoretically, it might still come back for another season. Theoretically, That's what I heard, yeah. Although the last one wasn't as good. Um, yeah, you know overall, but but we went back and started watching the first season again. And God, he's great. He's really he really is so great.
1: Well, that movie was a good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. that. Oh, speaking of that, <clears throat> excuse me, I still got my allergies cooking here. Uh, there's a movie out called uh, Catherine was was uh, staying with Alex's kids last night, so I was looking around to watch a movie. There's this movie called Nefarious. Nefarious. And it was listed as a horror movie, but it's not a horror movie at all. I don't know why they listed it as a horror movie. It's about um, a guy, an attorney is called, because this other attorney committed suicide, so he was called to go to the prison to interview a man who was going to get the electric chair. Hmm. Um, and so the movie starts, and it turns out that the guy claims that he's possessed by a demon. Oh. And there's none of It's all about the psychology of it all. It's not, you know... Bats flying around Mm -hmm. and all that crap. It's all about the psychology of all this stuff.
3: Well flying around.
1: Like some haunted castle stories, something like that. The guy in it, Sean Patrick Flannery, is so incredibly good in this movie. His acting, Hmm. his facial expressions. He does this all the time when he's making a point. He goes, hmm.
0: Like a and tick. It's like,
1: oh my God! It was fra- He was so good in that movie; It was unbelievable. Uh, I would highly recommend it. And Nefarious. Somebody, Brittany looked it up this morning. It's, it's got a four point nine rating on uh, what Hulu or Vudu. I mean, Voodoo. is that good or Who bad? Who else is in it? Four
5: point
1: nine is really good. Okay. Uh Nobody's out of five. Out of five. Yeah, four point nine out of five. Okay. Is a Pretty good 17. rating. Okay. Andy, what, what's the well the co-star's name? It's It's nefarious is the name of the movie. And uh, Sean Patrick Flannery plays the guy possessed by a demon. And then the attorney was also really, really good. I mean, I would tell the facial expressions, the body, uh, the the voices. I don't know who produced that movie or directed it, but my God, did they. Jordan uh, Belfi. Jordan Belfi, That's exactly who it is. He's incredible in it, too. If you get a chance, watch it. It's only an hour and 37 minutes long. Ah, It's perfect for you. Glenn Beck plays Glenn Beck in it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Glenn Beck's in it at what? the very end. As himself. Oh. He, yeah, the, guy, the attorney is interviewed by Glenn Weird. Beck at the end of the movie. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's not, a, it's not a horror film at all. I suppose it's about horror, but it's not a horror film in any way, shape, or form. Um, I
0: think they've got to be careful how they label those things, because a lot of yeah. people, um, if it has anything to do with possession or demons or mm-hmm. anything, it's kind of got to be projected that way i well, think why, why do you think because there's some people that are very offended about anything mm, they still having believe to do with that, that. Stuff?
1: well yeah mm-hmm. i mean god bless them you want to believe that good for you i, I i'm not a big believer or, in how
2: anything.
0: else would you a psychological thriller you could say maybe i suppose. I don't
2: did, know. They they did a psych evaluation on the guy on the day he was gonna be executed. Yep. Seems like a little late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so oh, just we kidding. Spare? Just kidding. Don't do it. Apparently, do it. in some
1: states, on the last day, the day you're gonna be executed, <clears> they they do one more interview. And if the doctor thinks that you're mentally ill, they can't execute. Oh, yeah. Oh, Very it's a last.
0: It's a Hail but, Mary. Yes. Hail Mary <laughs> exam. But you already
2: stood trial,
1: so you were competent to
4: stand trial. Right. right. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I guess in a few states, well, it's like that.
2: But an interview is just like a, you know, <laughs> well, you bring doctor yeah. feel good. And, oh, yeah, you're good. But a full psychic evaluation would take a little while. Oh, it does. Battery it, of tests. It, you it know? definitely did, yes. So, it's no
1: been question. the last
2: six hours of your life doing yeah, tests. Yeah, really. Well, way. you're clear to die. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Oh, well, what else do you oh, have to do? Take your
0: mind off yeah, things. Yeah, honestly, it might be
2: the most
1: fun they've had in thirty <laughs> That's true. That's true.
0: years. Let's talk about me.
1: It's yeah. well, a possibility, but yeah, I mean, it, it, if you get a chance, watch it because it's huh. not a. It's not. i never some, heard of it. I had never heard of it till last night Well, either. it's pretty. It's new. Yeah,
2: Have you watched John Wick yet? Four. No. Well, come on. It's get three to hours long. It's, yeah, so what? It's great. I already bought mm-hmm. it, too. It's, but watch it. It's excellent. Catherine, you want
1: to watch John Wick 4 tonight? Uh, yeah, no,
2: she's not no, watching.
4: No. <laughs> oh, speaking of buying movies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, what was it called? Hold on. I need to...
0: <coughs> Pardon me. Sorry.
4: Uh, Ethan bought his first movie the other day. What?
3: what? How he you what? do that? Did you know By he was going to buy it. mashing the
4: okay button over and over.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, what did he buy? What uh, no did he
4: buy? The Whitney Houston movie. Um, <laughs> oh I will always love you. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. I will always love you. Uh, so now we know that you can
4: just buy things by press pressing. Okay. Yeah,
0: That's I remember when really you had fun. a fake um, remote for the kids without a battery, mm-hmm. so that they could yep. hit the buttons. But over he knows and over. which
4: one we use. Damn it! He pays attention to these stupid things. stupid smart
5: kids. Like we gave him
4: a cell, a smartphone without a battery in it, because he was like, "Oh, you like smartphones?" He doesn't care about it at all. Well, but then it's just ours.
5: A, but then it's just a black screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, would, it's different with a smartphone than a remote, because I gave them the same exact remote that we use, but it was it mm-hmm. had no batteries. A, I ordered like an extra one but and but I was like, does, I'm not. Genius he, he,
0: idea. Invent uh, an app that turns your phone into a kid's mode where they can just light buttons up and nothing actually. That. Damn it!
4: <laughs> we actually have that set up on a tablet that we have, but we figure he's too young to do it anyway. Yeah. I mean you can just I guess he can just press buttons and see what happens. Well, yeah, well it, and what they just want to do. see things
0: light up
5: yeah. is what they yeah, want to yeah, see at that age especially. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, like well, don't his really know. his
4: thing is he'll want to see like old pictures of us. Oh, yeah. So, like a picture from a year ago when he's six months old. And then he'll take the phone and he'll start like zooming in on it and moving it around and stuff. Oh, my God. I know. know,
5: It's scary. Mm -hmm. My niece taught me how to zoom in on pictures when she was, yeah, maybe two. (laughs) (laughs) She didn't teach me, but she did it. Yeah. Yeah. Or no, zoom out. Like when you shrink it to Mm -hmm. make it go back to like the. Grid or whatever. I had no idea that you could do that. And she was looking at pictures on my phone oh. and did that mm-hmm. when she was maybe
0: remember, two. Yeah, I remember sitting there with Fawn and she would be swiping through. And she was like, couldn't even speak. Swipe,
5: mm-hmm. swipe.
2: Yeah. I'm a yeah. goddamn. Like, yeah. like, Kids on Tinder. They, they <laughs> watch. <laughs> they know what they
4: know what you're doing. So well, are you
5: gonna watch the Whitney Houston movie? I yeah. wanted to see that. Well, now that you paid, paid for it, you not? It?
4: It? He just, he rented it thankfully, so it was like <laughs> three <should> bucks. Wa- <laughs> you should
5: watch it. like so
0: this so is a sign that you should watch.
5: the Is it
4: Bodyguard or which one is it? No, it's about Whitney Houston. Uh, it's, it's called, called sad, I, will sad, always sad. Love you. "I Will Always okay. Love You." Yeah, yeah I want
0: to see it. I want to see it. Although I know it I have to be in the mood because well, it's, it's gotta yeah, be, it's sad. Gonna be sad. Come sad. over to our
3: house yeah. party. My you
5: know niece and nephew ordered like five mm. um, Law and Order episodes <laughs> on their Alexa. Once there you go. Oh, Fawn used to order a lot of audiobooks on our Alexa because mm-hmm. oh. she'd be like, you know, play Rapunzel story. And then, oh, then it would be sometimes, like Do you wish to buy this? And sometimes yeah. they will just play a story for free on yeah. Amazon Music or whatever. And sometimes it would be like, Do you this is for five ninety nine or whatever, would you like to purchase it? And she'd be like, Yeah. 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 Great. But we there should be like a
4: voice print or a pin yeah. or something. There is something. there's you can
5: turn it on to um you can't make purchases on your Alexa, which is what we have now. Oh, yeah, that's that a good sense. idea. Cuz I
4: remember yeah, a story from years ago where a kid, let's see, I looked it up, he spent $16,000 on microtransactions oh. in a game. Oh,
5: I remember yeah. that. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. He just said yes to everything cuz he thought it was free or something well, it, yeah. was it was Sonic really
4: Forces now, Speed Battle, which sure. I have played. Why not? And it's like every predatory microtransaction game, how it works is you get to a certain point and your character isn't fast enough or strong enough or whatever. And it's like, oh, but for $5, you can buy some power power, gems or whatever the hell. And then so the kid's like, oh, well, power gems are good. So I'm just going to hit the power gem button over and over and over for hours. My character will be super strong, not yeah. realizing See, that it costs money. That
5: should not be allowed.
4: No, it shouldn't. Mm-hmm.
5: Well, and you kind of should be maybe a little more aware of what your kid's doing.
4: Maybe. You think? Well, they could be <laughs>
5: pretending to do their homework. Maybe. Uh, well, fine. no, but it's like if you, like.
4: <clears throat> well, they probably just gave the kid the f- their phone with the credit card saved in it, and were like, here you go, and play so this game, not know, know, realizing. I a on my
5: phone.
4: A lot of people don't know about these microtransactions in every Pretty much every single mobile game, Mm -hmm. on any app you have
5: on your phone, has yeah in in app purchases and blah blah blah. And I like I only let my kids have the PBS thing on the iPads that they use because then I'm just like you can watch anything on this and Mm -hmm. I know it's okay. Mm -hmm. And Fawn, now that she can type and spell, she was googling things (laughs) and then I took you can on Apple products you can take. You can block any app, and so I blocked Safari on the iPad that she uses because I'm like, I don't know what she's going to No, you never know
0: what they're going to come yeah. up with because you could do something super <clears throat> innocent and have yeah, God exactly. knows mm-hmm. what show up. Yeah, like she Googled big biggest pregnant belly ever. <laughs>
5: oh, God. And it was uh, somebody that, that had, sounds... had like 10 mm. in there. <laughs> so
4: like, or something. What? Yeah. Oh, wow.
5: More than mom. It was 10, I think. Yeah,
4: what you... I would uh, definitely suggest, I know, I like, know oh. Android has like Google family mode or something. Yeah, uh, You can make yeah, a device they, into something that only you can install apps on. Mm-hmm. You can disable anything up to and including the internet. Yep. Yep. Um, you can, you have co- complete control over what your kid sees you on that device. That's how. 100% do that. That's
5: how her iPad is now. Yep. Cause I'm just like, well, because and it's, it's a like, super old iPad that you can't have like hardly anything on anyway. Cause it has like Nothing an ounce of memory. Yep. Yeah it's so, like,
4: I mean, remember, I'm sure you remember your old black-and-white Macintosh mm-hmm. that you probably yeah. bought in, like, 1985, mm-hmm. and that thing was pretty complicated and not user-friendly at all, and I got into all sorts of <coughs> crap on that yeah, thing when sure I was, like, did. four years old, yeah, because you if you just randomly tap around long enough, yeah. something bad's going to happen. Yeah.
0: Well, well I remember you disabled dad's car. <laughs>
3: yes, he
4: did. Hmm. He did indeed. Yeah, I I, yeah. He had to just well. put the e brake on or something.
2: The boys were really into uh, Minecraft. Yep. And one day, one of them came down crying because he'd been banned from Minecraft by oh, the other one. Minecraft server! So yes. after two hours of figuring out how to unban somebody, I, I unbanned him. So mm-hmm. he got unbanned. Within fifteen minutes, he was re-banned. Yeah. Oh my god! It's like, like, like oh now good I know god! How to do but. This. I just got an email two weeks ago that I had purchased a game package on World of Warfare. So I called the 22-year-old up. Or World of Warcraft. Yep. So I called the 22-year-old up and asked if he had done that. And he What's had. Up? But mm. yeah, I'm still buying apps for oh, Wow. wow. <laughs> so.
3: Yeah. Fun. Bon, right.
0: bon sent me a text message when we were up, yep. up yep. at work.
3: You got to go to work. Go to work oh, a lot it?
0: of text messages. No. Yeah, she sent me a text message, and she says, text me back. I'm like, are you 12? you seven-year-old.
2: Isn't that amazing?
0: It's amazing. Text yeah. me back. Remember texting
2: your friends when you were a kid? No.
1: <laughs> I remember giving them the finger. I remember <laughs> having <laughs> to get
0: up and ride my bike to my friend's
3: house yeah, to talk yeah. to them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or a phone. phone call, you know, like or, yeah.
2: you're in the house with the phone. Yeah.
4: I was... Uh, for the last week's lost episode, I had to go through all the descriptions of all the like our very first episodes. Oh God! Uh, and I saw the enduring Ayacomo. Where are you, Soda oh, Boxy? Oh my gosh, Soda Boxy, Soda
0: Boxy. Soda boxy. Yeah. my first. Your first text ever message. text. I have to say, Fawn's first text was better than mine. Better than <laughs>
4: That was Nana. Well, that That's, was back when you had to like you had to hit one three times yeah, was, for C. I, it was, was horrible. Was that called? I didn't
0: know about autocorrect that it was doing its own thing. Yeah, I where was trying are you? It was like
4: a built-in phrase. Yeah, very hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: T nine.
5: Oh God,
4: I never, T-nine. I never, texted back then because no. it was horrible. It was horrible. Yep. Yep. Touch typing, as much as it sucks, is way better than what we had 20 years ago. Yes, much better,
1: absolutely. All right, Alex has fallen asleep. We better wrap oh, it up. Oh man. <laughs> We'll talk to you
3: tomorrow. See you later. <laughs>